Welcome to the WRSU Crew, the revolutionary show to hear all things sports, from your very own Rutgers Athletics to the hot topics in all professional and collegiate sports from around the globe. Coming to you from your own Rutgers students. Sit back, relax, and enjoy your ride with the crew. And we are back here on the crew. Happy Tuesday. Jake Schmid, along with one and the one, the only, an alum, Robert Baxter, Chris Sakonis joining us in a short while. Bax, how are you doing on this rainy Tuesday, my man? Um, well, right now I am sitting shirtless in Morris Plains, New Jersey. It is an absolutely beautiful day out. It is raining. Bundled up with a nice blanket and chilling out. How are you, Schmid? I'm good. I'm good. We're hanging out indoors here. Not much. Not much has changed. Still not a lot of people on campus, but we have a lot of stuff to get to. Heat and Lakers starting up in a couple days. And last night, the Stanley Cup finals concluded. The Tempe Lightning won their second ever franchise cup. They took down the Stars in game six. And Bax, I thought that that uh, Dallas was going to put up a little bit more of a fight. I thought that it would it had the distance to go seven. It was a really entertaining uh, series from the beginning, though. So I think on paper, no one in their right mind would ever take Dallas, but it being a coronavirus year, it being a year where you can really expect the unexpected, um, I thought Dallas did surprisingly well for not really being considered a playoff caliber team three months ago. Uh, And by playoff caliber, I mean somebody who can make an impact in the playoffs. Right. Um, But Tampa finally got the monkey off their back. Um, I know that this is their second cup, but they have always been beating around the bush. They've always been sort of in the mix, but never in that situation to win the cup. Um, So it is – it's nice to see them do it. I still feel bad for Steven Stamkos uh, because he didn't really win a cup. Um, yet again, injury bug strikes Steven Stamkos again, and I think that might be the story of his career so far. Yeah, yeah, I would say so. I mean, he only had one goal the whole series. He only played less than three minutes in the previous game, a couple games ago, um, but he wasn't really going to be coming back anytime soon. Yeah, that's that same injury that was uh, agonizing him earlier uh, in the season. And do you think we'll ever see him uh, return back to form? Um, I was actually talking to Mike Nichols about this today. Uh, we will never see him be the number one guy on that team again. Uh, I think that he has since aged out of that position. I mean, he is, I believe he's 29 or 30, which is weird to start saying that about Steven Stamkos. Yeah. Um, Yeah, he's 30 years old. Uh, But he has since been replaced, not replaced, but like pillars have formed around him in Victor Hedman, in Nikita Kucherov. Vazhlevsky is looking good. Like, he has since kind of been put on the back burner, even though that is still his quote unquote team. There are, be- there are better players on his team. Um, and if it wasn't for injuries in his career, I would be considering, I would be putting him up there with Ovechkin, with Crosby, with Tarasenko, with Jonathan Taves, Patrice Bergeron. But he has been injured so much that we have never really gotten to see him in his 
expected form. Like he, he is underrated and, and underperforms if that makes any sense. Yeah. Um, I think it's accurate. His, his, his skills really say like he is a, a plus player in this league, but on the ice, he really hasn't been given that opportunity to perform up to his highest potential. And I think people like me will use this cup against him where he didn't really earn it. Like you saw with Ovechkin, Ovechkin played all the games in that Stanley cup final. Um, like it's tough to say that he won a cup on a team that I don't, what was he? He didn't play the last two or three games. I think he got injured game three. Um, but it, yes, he gets his name on the cup, and that's at the end of the day all that matters. But I think in the back of his head, he'll always be kicking himself that he never got to, never got to hoist it in a uniform necessarily, like hoist it after playing in the game. Um, but I, I also, I'm one of the people who is not discrediting this cup because it is like you still had to absolutely go through dog fights to get it. Yeah. But there's something about the hockey that just felt different. Um, whether it be the lack of fans, because fans are the seventh man on the ice. Um, fans can really turn a game. And when you get a team with a full head of steam and a, a crowd that's going absolutely bonkers, um, that really, that shifts the momentum. So, this cup, I would say, for me, and it's not because my team's failed. I, I enjoy, I'm a Boston Bruins fan, but I also like the Arizona Coyotes and the Colorado Avalanche. Um, not because they all fell flat on their face, but because it just felt different. Um, and it's weird being like, all right, we're going to start hockey in a month, yep. like under a month. It's it's very weird. We have the draft coming up in three weeks. Yeah, mid October. Yeah, yeah, it's mid October. Um, it is a weird time to be a hockey fan, as well as it's a weird time to be a human. <laughs> it's yeah. a weird time to be a person. I think like you said it, it perfectly. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very strange. Um, but what do you think about the Stanley Cup playoffs? Um, you know what? With all the the stuff they were given and all the hurdles they were given. I thought they did a decent job with the bubble. I thought they really, they contained, they contained the spread of COVID-19 uh, effectively, but you're right. There is a certain element that was missing in it. Playoff hockey with the fans and the rally towels and the noise. That's like a huge part of what makes the Stanley Cup fly, playoffs so watchable and so just great to see. And I really miss that uh, part a lot. Because you know if it was in Tampa or Dallas, they would have been crazy. They haven't had a cup there in a while. In Dallas, it would, they haven't been in the cup in 10 years. Um, and same in Tampa, no, too. No, Dallas is... Or 20 Dallas, years, rather. 20. Was, yeah, Dallas yeah. was 99, I think. That was, that was their, their only cup. win, I believe, actually, against Buffalo. Yeah. Actually, no, they played... Oh, three. They, lost they played in, the Devils. Yeah, they played the Devils in one of the Devils, a 2000. Um, and Tampa, I, Tampa's been two years, three uh, years, I think they were in it. Yeah, they won it in uh, 2004. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I think they played recently in a cup. I can't remember. They've, they're one of those teams that, like, if you told me they played, like, five years ago, I'd be like, oh, yeah, 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 they were in it. Because they've always been around that. 
um, but they've never really done that great. Um, but now it's time for me to be a homer because when Sacco said like, all right, you're going to be on the crew tonight. And I knew Schmid was on here. I was like, all right, we're going to be talking hockey. Most exactly. Off the bat. Um, the number one storyline going out of the, out of the playoffs for me right now is the Boston Bruins. Um, I'm a Bruins fan. Really, they are my number one story because Cam Neely said there there will be a change of faces in the locker room. Oh, wow. Um, and I think they were heavily affected by Tuka Rask saying he wasn't going to play. Were. Um, they were. They were a casualty of the bubble. Yeah. Um, as well as they were a casualty of quarantine. Because during the season, they they won the President's Trophy. They were on pace to beat some of their best seasons and they took time off and then they lost all the round robin matches. They got knocked out first round. Like it's just unacceptable. Um, and I do genuinely see a change of faces in the locker room. Uh, Tuka Rask is gone. Yeah. I think, I think that he is too. I think David Krejci might even be on the table. I think Zidane Chara, it's questionable if he'll be coming back or if they'll even have him back. Like I I see this being an absolute shift of personalities in the Boston Bruins locker room. Right now, there's only a handful of players that I can say without a shadow of a doubt have their job secured. And one of the people that I'm not sure about is Brad Marchand. Um, I think that he is... It, it's tough to say that he is... Um, the number one scorer when you have pasta sitting there and he's also like coming into his own. Um, yeah, I, I am a huge Boston Bruins fan, but I think that this is one of those times that it's all we're as a Bruins fan. I think we will look at this series as the shift of the next generation um, and kind of the wake up call that they needed to be like, all right, yeah, we need to win now and start cutting some of the people that won't be beneficial. I thought this was the Bruins' year for sure, and it, it's a shame. It's a really a shame that they they lost in the uh, in the playoff round when they won the President's Trophy. That never really happens. The President's Trophy team rarely loses, even in the first round. Um, and I just really I feel for all the Bruins fans because that's the one thing uh, they did do a s- smooth job of the bubble. But I still didn't like um, some of the round robins and how like. Philadelphia could be a one seed, but then yet they weren't playing as a one seed, whereas Boston was a one seed and they dropped and they lost and they faltered out. It's uh, it's really tough. And the young guys, I mean, Boston's got a Charlie McAvoy has been playing well. Um, I, you got to love what Pasta's doing. Um, who do you well, see on I, the rise I think, too? I think um, McAvoy is the future of that team. I think he is one oh, of yeah. those players that you can really build around. Um, you really don't see a Eric Carlson-esque player walk through your door every day. No. Um, and he is absolutely, like, as a hockey fan, he is an absolute beaut. Like, he is, if if I were to design a small defenseman who is amazing, like, he is that guy. And also, I, I completely forgot to mention this. Um, Tory Krug is a free agent coming out of this season. Bruins offered him a six-year deal yesterday. 
I think he is one of those players that I personally would not be upset about if he uh, if he happened to uh, leave. I think he would fit very well with the New Jersey Devils, but the Bruins offered him a contract yesterday. I think it it might be time to start uh, looking forward. So like, what you- he, there there are no half measures. No, no, there aren't. And what do you look for if you're building this Bruins team right now and you look at where they are in the draft, you look at their needs, what are their needs on paper that can bring them to that cup run they need? Um, I think they just need to improve on what they have and get rid of what they don't need. Um, meaning, I think they need to improve in net. I, th- I was a Tuca apologist for a long time. Anytime somebody said that, oh, Tuka Rask, is a, he's a bomb, he doesn't do this. And I was always like, no, he, he like really, if you look back at him, he's a good goalie, like blah, like he's solid in net. Uh, the fundamentals are there. He just needs to turn it on. And I think him going home proved to me that it was, he literally took his ball and went home. Yeah. Um, and it, it, he was like, oh, yeah, I need to set, spend time with the family. Well, that's what the whole quarantine was for. Mm, like that's true. You literally just spent three months with your family, and now you, uh, you know what? I need another two weeks because that's what it ended up being. Because he left the team. He Benedict Arnold the the team. He left the team, and he said, "You know what? That cup's not for us this year." Even though they're the President's Trophy winners, um, and I think if he would have stayed, if we got ninety percent of Tuka Rask, we would have been pa- past the first round. But he, he had to leave, so I think we need to improve in net. Um, we need to if, – if you're really going to stick with those fast defensemen, which they have a couple, um, double down on it. Get some more fast defensemen. I think that you have a couple – who is it? Zaboral, uh, Krug – or not, Z- not Krug. Uh, Zaboral, McAvoy, and I'm forgetting one of their – oh, Brandon Carlo. Those are three young defensemen that I think are very solid defensemen. You really have to keep building around them, and the rest of the pieces will really fall into place. I wasn't too upset with the forwards um, as much as I was net and defense. Um, but I think I they just need they they need to have that chemistry, and I think lighting a fire underneath them might spark chemistry or it could absolutely collapse the franchise. Uh, either is a possibility. <laughs> That's interesting. I, yeah. I, I think if, if you get rid of somebody like a, a Marshawn, no one's going to be happy about it, but it has the potential, like depending on what you get back, it has the potential to maybe, feed people to be like a stronger player and rally around it and be like, Oh, my job's at risk too. If he can leave, I have to play better. Um, or they could be, Oh, if he had to, if he left, I don't want to be here anymore. Um, but yeah, I, the number one move in this off season has to be to Rask. It's been enough second chances. I think he's out of there and I, yeah, I I don't want to see him go, but at the same time, I'm opening the door to let him out. Who's behind him um, right now? Who would fill the role? 
Um, I I keep wanting to say Halak, but I know <clears throat> I don't think it is. Um, yeah, this year Slav Halak. I I for some reason Bruins backup goaltenders always go to uh, always go to the Islanders after playing. And he came from the Islanders, which is very complete, which is very confusing to me. Um, but yeah, the the last uh, Islanders goaltender is uh, uh, was a Bruins goaltender. Oh wow, I didn't even realize but, that. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it, it's a weird thing. The Bruins goaltenders typically go to the Islanders for some reason, um, but. Yeah, I I think I don't think Yaroslav Halak is the solution. I think if you trade Tuka Rask, maybe package it with a pick and get a goalie prospect. I really love that kid in Buff in Buffalo. Um, I'm blanking on his name right now. Uh, ooh, oh, it's Uka Pekalukinen. Um, I really like that kid. I would be willing to package a lot to get him because I think he has the highest upside of any goalie prospect and that's saying a lot is there's a lot of good goalie prospects in the league yeah yeah there are are there a lot of let's shift a little to the draft now i know the rangers have the number one pick uh devils have three first round picks what do you think the local teams need to do because the rangers they just got capo caco too um so with capo caco you kind of need to get uh lafinier um right yeah, I, I think that that kid matches up well with him. Um, but I personally, personally speaking, because all, all you need to really do is um, is add a center there. And then if you have both them on that side of the center, you're really, you're really, really, really good. I would potentially trade something to get a solid center um, because you have a left wing and I believe Capo Caco is a right wing. Yep. Um, but my number one player coming out of the draft is uh, Quinn Byfeld. Uh, I think that kid, a lot of people are sleeping on him. He's the number two overall. Tough to say somebody's sleeping on them if he's number two. Um, but I like that kid's style of play. He's NHL ready tomorrow. Uh, he is absolutely, he, he's a, he's a great player. Um, he plays with that grit and I, I think that he is the number one, should be the number one. He's, he's a big centerman, big body up the middle. I, I compare him closest to probably Joe Thornton where he's just such a big body and you can't knock him off the puck. Um, yeah, I, I like that kid a lot, but yeah, I, I think this is a very weak draft, um, I don't expect the Devils to really hold on to all three of those picks, uh, possibly package them for something else, uh, maybe a future pick or or a solid uh, a solid player that they can add to the lineup. But, yeah, three picks in this draft isn't saying much. Right. I don't think it's that strong of a draft to, uh, to really be like, oh, we have three first-round draft picks. It's not 0-3 again. It's not even uh, – whatever the McDavid draft was like, it, it's not that I think it'll be like, you will get players 
with those three picks, you'll probably get one player who's NHL ready, one player who will who will probably not wear a devil's uniform and one who will fight his way onto the roster and be a third liner. Yeah. That's usually how it works with the devils. Yeah. It's not really going to be a, uh, a wow draft class for the devils. I could be wrong about that, but that that's my opinion. And I apologize because the fire alarms going off at my house. My dad, not the greatest cook, even though he is a professional chef. Really? He's not uh, the greatest, but he's a pro. Yeah, yeah. Well, he he's he's since hung up his uh, his chef hat, but yeah, his sous knives or whatever. Uh, but sets off the fire alarm nonstop. He's a little bit too much of a risk taker. Uh, but what 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 else do we have to talk about today? Let, let's uh, let's get into the rest of the show before we head off. Yes, sir. So I just wanted to pick your brain about like the cup and all that. And I think that the interesting thing with the NHL, I mean, you know, timetable wise, when do you think they start back? There's been a prediction, been rumors that they come back Christmas Day. Uh, some teams want to play later. Uh, what do you think about that uh, rumor? Um, I personally think Christmas Day is kind of a joke. Um, I, I think that that's a very bad date. Uh, Especially be like, oh yeah, we're gonna do the Winter Classic a week after opening day. Um, I actually think that it'll be closer to Black Friday, um, mid November. I think that is their best option. Is Black Friday like Christmas Day is basketball's day? Yeah, I don't think anybody will debate that. Um, Black Friday is a mix between is a mix between hockey and college football. Like those in the know know Black Friday as oh we get a lot of rivalry hockey games on that day, um, so I think that might be their best bet. I think Christmas is way too late. Um, not not that giving players a little bit of a rest would be bad, but it's it's tough to be like all right yeah we're we're gonna take another two and a half months off. Um, Wait, no, that's more than that. What, whatever it is, it, that's a long break yeah. to have, and then also to have to start looking at. All right, are we going to do a winter classic, which is New Year's Day? Um, are we going to do a winter classic this year, uh, as well? Which is a dumb thing to have going on like a week after opening day. If you do it in November, yeah, there's no question about it. Like, all right, yeah, we can we can get something done by January. And if they do November, I'd even be fine with an all-star game in February. Yeah. If they would be into that. I also think that they might be trying to wait to see how many people they can cram into a stadium by then or an arena by then. I know Connecticut just opened up uh, – 50% indoor capacity for uh, entertainment, which I believe hockey would fall underneath that. Um, so it's it's only a matter of time until we could get back to The Rock or we could get back to MSG. But it's, it's going to be a little while until we can get even 25% of the fans in. Yeah, it will be, and especially if the Winter Classic, it's supposed to be um, Minnesota – 
and St. Louis, but who even knows it'll if it'll even stay like that, depending on the current state of COVID in next January. Yeah, I I think it will still be that, but they might play it in an empty football stadium or do what I always wanted to the, them to do was play on an actual pond. Um, I think that would be absolutely top class if they didn't tell anybody where they were going to play, if they just went out there, even if they rented a gigantic property just to have them play on an actual pond in winter, um, set up the film crews and everything like that, that would be the best possible. Like That would be magical to see hockey played on an actual pond, not just hockey played outdoors, because at this point it's kind of like, eh, like they they really if they're charging three hundred dollars a ticket, it's not really about the outdoor aspect. It's about cramming the most amount of people into an outdoor arena. Um, but if they ever did a pond with no fans, that is my I would watch that three times a night for the rest of the year. That would be amazing just to see a resort back to pond hockey where the birthplace of the game where it started. back here on the crew WRCU FM New Brunswick it's time for our favorite segment one of our favorite segments locks of the week that was the shortest 20 seconds I have ever heard oh my god Schmied (laughs) I wanted to just keep the music going Um, I wanted to like see how it was going to play out I I keep forgetting it stops like 10 seconds in I got you next time What, what the listeners did not hear was just before the uh, Schmid was like 20 seconds and then beep, beep. I was like, is he really going to wait 20 seconds to say it? And then he's like, Jake Schmid back here. <laughs> I missed that so much about the crew was calling out bad moments that no one else heard. No, or no one else saw. I mean, fun. I just saw myself do that yeah. through a mirror. Nobody else here. <laughs> like we were, we were in studio one time and um, I think it was, I forget who was spinning in the wheelchair. Like the, we had the wheelie chairs in the studio and they banged their knee up against, up against the, uh, the mic stand. Was that they're like grabbing their knee. They, they, they hit their mic on mute. They're like, ah, ah. I was like, Oh, he just banged his knee. Ha ha. Like you banged your knee and no one else knows what I was talking about, but I was laughing. Locks of the week. I thought that was Muffin who banged his knee. I think I remember if it was yeah, Muffin. I, yeah, I I can't remember exactly who it was. I don't want to throw Muffin under the bus here, but somebody at WRSU banged the hell out of their knee, and it was very funny. And I mentioned it. No one knew what happened over the air other than me saying, ha-ha, you banged your knee. Um, but locks of the week. That's what you're here for. That's why we brought you back. Well, um I'm going to do baseball, Yankees at Indians. I like the Indians plus 120 in this at home. They've been playing uh, very well. They came back, took their biggest comeback of the season on Sunday. They beat Pittsburgh. They've had nine wins in their last 11 outings. They're red hot right now. I think they've got the right caliber team. Uh, I'm going to go with the Indians. I'm just not a Yankee fan. I just don't see them uh, going far in the playoffs this year. All right. Since I am 
a very uh, rare guest on this show. I am going to have a lock of the week, which is actually a lock of the year. Oh, wow. Um, Tell more. Tell us more. It is a future lock. Um, Actually, it's a lock in the next five years. I'm going to say this. I'm going hockey because I'm still in hockey brain. Uh, Colorado Avalanche will win a Stanley Cup in the next three years. Put it down in the book. Lock it up. Colorado Avalanche are an unreal team, and they're just going to get better. They still have some depth guys that are under the age of 19 that have not even laced up the skates in the NHL level that are top 20 prospects in the league. Ah, they are. If you can watch one, do you remember uh, the World Series, the World Cup of Hockey? Oh, where yeah. It was like the under 24 team and everybody was losing their mind. You could fill the entire team out of Colorado Avalanche players and they could compete with other teams, like other nations. They are that dang good. And you just have the young players who are young and they're getting even better. And so, Colorado Avalanche gonna win a stanley cup within the next four years i'd even say three years if not next year i believe they open today as the favorites to win the cup next year over the over the um tampa like colorado avalanche are more likely to win the cup than the stanley cup champions from this year put it down colorado avalanche are the team of the future they're absolutely awesome to watch. I and, thought, and also, I guess, I guess, lock of the near future, Lakers are going to win. I, uh, <laughs> I, I'm with you there. Lakers, yeah, they're going to win. LeBron is unreal. I, I haven't even watched any basketball, but knowing that it is the Kobe year, um, yeah, you just you don't lose years like that. Um, the only all right, Vegas didn't win after the Vegas shootings. And this is going to get very dark. Um, Boston Bruins didn't win, but the Boston Red Sox won after the Boston bombings. Right. Uh, the let, Let's go to Houston. Houston Astros won. They cheated, but they won after the hurricane. Uh, the only team that did not have their city win, also Vegas wasn't expected to win that cup. Like, they just no. weren't, even though no, they were all Washington's NHL players. Yeah. Um, well, they just weren't expected to win the Cup because they just started that franchise. Um, but the only team that I can think of that did not win in their disaster year was the Yankees. The Yankees didn't win in 0-1. Um, yeah. Didn't they lose to the Marlins that year? I yeah, think they did. Was the Marlins year was 0-1. Um, but you don't lose after, after tragedy. So I think this is L.A.'s year. LeBron is going to will it. And he just – he is the kind of person that I don't think enjoys playing basketball as much as he likes making other people look stupid. Yeah. Like, he just – He's that dang good that it can't be fun for him anymore. It's just like, I am just doing this to prove that I am better than everybody else. It's no other reason than that. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I mean, they 
I don't see them losing at all in in this year right now. In Kobe's year, and they're wearing the black Mambo jerseys, I I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, the, it's that's my lock of the next two weeks. I yeah, it's it's crazy that we're even. Uh, up until Kobe, we weren't thinking that, and I know no. I know several people who <laughs> they uh, they. Uh, they took advantage of Kobe's death and placed some money on it. Um, they placed some money on the Lakers. And it's looking real good right now. Um, but, like, before before the accident, no one really thought the Lakers were in there. Like, I felt like it was the Celtics' year. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it's weird to be like, all right, yeah, Kobe died. All right, Lakers win the... Lakers win the championship this year. (laughs) Yeah, it is interesting. It's it's been a foregone conclusion since they started playing again. Like, oh, yeah, Lakers are – they have a good chance of winning it. Yeah, I thought it was Boston's year too. Were were you ever a Celtics fan um, growing up or not really? I I don't – I have a Celtics shirt, but I – like I'm a Boston sports fan, but I don't care about basketball. Um if I had to pick a basketball team, it's the Rutgers basketball team. All the way. Uh, but even even then, I'm not like – I'm not a Justin Sontoop where I am <laughs> devoted to watching basketball. Um, if it's on and I have nothing to do, which usually if it's like a 7 o'clock start, I'm getting ready for bed at that point because I work – I have to wake up for work at 5.30 every morning. Um, but if it's uh, – if it's – if I'm awake, I will watch Rutgers basketball, and I'll try to keep up on it. Um, but, yeah, I don't really care about basketball for the most part. I know the big names in it. Like, I know who Kawhi Leonard is and that uh, that guy who sounds like he's Greek, but he isn't, uh, Giannis uh, Akamulopu. <laughs> exactly. the name? Uh, uh, Archipelago? Archipelago, yeah. Yeah. It, is that actually the guy's... Am I saying the right guy, Giannis? Giannis Antetokounmpo? Uh, I think that's how you say it. You'll have to ask Chris like when that. Chris comes on in a couple of minutes. I don't know he how to He sounds like he's Greek, it. but he's not. I don't think he is. Um, yeah, like I, I know I know key players because I'm a sports fan, but to be honest, I, I've always said like the Celtics could go under and I would not lose any sleep. Wow! Like it, it just—it's off my radar. I don't really care about it. Um, but I—it's weird. I—I I really stopped caring about baseball and football as well, just because uh, Tom Brady was my childhood. This is going to take a little while for me to get better from it. Um, as well as baseball, as a huge Mookie Betts fan, and I'm tired of seeing them get rid of star players that I like uh, for a bag of balls and uh, a s- <laughs> signing the new guy's paycheck that probably won't be sticking around. Yeah, I can only imagine um, what this year's been like for you with Brady going to the Buccaneers, Mookie Betts leaving. I mean, it's really tough, but have you caught a little of Cam Newton playing in the Patriots or not really? Um, I know he hasn't been doing bad, but I've been saying since they traded Tom Brady, it isn't going to be a loss of a season. No. They're going to get to the wild card game. Um, and they're going to lose, which is unheard of for the Patriots. Like, it is I, – I guess I've been kind of spoiled um, 
<laughs> Patriots fan saying they spoiled shocker. Um, but it, it has always been a foregone conclusion. Oh, wake me up for AFC, uh, division or, or wake me up for the Super Bowl, depending on how the competition is. But I don't see them going. If they don't end up in a wild card position, I don't see them getting past the first round. Um, it's just I I don't like I don't like the Patriots this year, and the it's the first time in I'm 24, so I've liked them since 1999, 2000 ish. Yeah, it's the first time in my life that I don't like the Patriots team. <laughs> like I just there there's Edelman and nothing. Like it is a faceless organization at this point. I don't even like Belichick anymore because he ruined my childhood. You don't even like and Belichick like, anymore. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown man and he ruined my childhood. Oh man. <laughs> it it's the worst. I I hate sports, man. I hate sports that they do this to you. Like I think it was Keith Olbermann talking back in the day when he was saying like when he was growing up his favorite player got traded and he's like he was talking to his dad and he's like, how, how could they do this to me, dad? Like, how could they do this? And the dad said, it happened to me and it happened to you and it'll happen to your kids. Like it'll happen again. It always happens. Like as soon as you get attached to a player, they get traded away. And it happened with Johnny Damon. It happened with Milan Lucic happened with Pedro. Like nonstop. Everybody keeps leaving my life and it's the worst. (laughs) Sports are awful. Why do we get so attached to sports, man? <laughs> I know, right? I mean, it happened to me with Adam Henrique when he left for the for the Devils to the Ducks, and well, that, that trade's not stupid. really looking that so was, good right now. That was just stupid, and they didn't even give up that much. No, or they didn't get that much back, but they just gave Sammy up. Just Sammy and a, I think their, another prospect or so. Yeah, they they gave up. They gave up their. Arguably their most iconic player of all time. Like that Henrik goal will live on longer oh, than all the Incredible. Devils players who are playing right now. Like that Henrik, Henrik, like that moment will live on longer than Adam Henrik, like his whole career. Oh, He'll yeah. He'll be retired in an old folks home and people will still be talking <laughs> about that goal. They will. Um, and they'll still be saying, oh, like, what do you think about the devil's trading you? And he'll be, I don't know why. And no one knows why. Like, yeah, you traded him for Sammy Vatnin, but why? Like, why do you get rid of somebody like that? I mean, this is a guy who was, like oh, you said back, uh, I think you're right on the money. Oh, yeah, yeah, I kind of just who is that? into the back door. How you guys doing? It's Sacco. Back, Satan. Back. <laughs> Sacco, how are you doing? I'm holding up a cross. <laughs> I'm I'm doing okay. What's Just, up, Sacco? You know, finesse my way can out you, of a radio can you council pronounce, meeting. Uh, Giannis... Talking about some important stuff with the station. What did I miss, Sacco? Can you pronounce uh, Giannis's last name? Antetokounmpo. It's not Giannis? that difficult. Antetokounmpo. All right. Schmid struggling Sacco. with it. I would. We both will. We both forgot his. Uh, Baxter didn't know if he was Greek or not. I don't. Uh, is he Greek? It's a Greek last name. It's not a Greek last name. Okay. You're Nigerian what? last That's name. That's a very really? Greek last name. 
I... Well, I'm an uncultured swine for not knowing the typical Nigerian last name. I, if you'd said, oh, his name is Giannis Archipelago, I would have said, oh, that dude's Greek. Like, first off, Giannis, very Greek name. Almost as Greek as Christos. Christos. Excuse me, excuse me for saying that it was a Greek last name. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't you accuse me of being an idiot, <laughs> Sacco? How do you like being How, back on um, your let me, show? Let me ask Shmi to being what? back on what? Well, I I you cut out your there. show. I didn't hear what you there, said. there was a quiet. I I said, "How do you like being back on your show?" Oh, it's great to have you back on our show, what Baxter. It's you, you, you are. Oh, first can, off, you have eye roll. We still have not found a <laughs> meme replacement for you. No, like, it's been hard. You to are come still by. the king of the Twitter memes. I've been sending you memes, man. I've been sending you memes. I, I also have like Stephen texting me in the middle. Like I work for the army. Uh, Army Corps of Engineers. I'm not. I'm not a hero. I work. I work for the Army Corps of Engineers. Um, I have Stephen texting me at like 9 a.m. Like, hey, can you send me a Photoshop of this? It's like I'm at work. Like <laughs> I can't. I can't be sending. It, it's not like I'm sitting at, at, on Hamilton Street, just like in my underwear. Like I can't. I can't be sending memes nonstop. But come football season, like when football comes back. I have nothing to do on Saturdays. If I am not working overtime those days, I will be sending you memes throughout the day. I promise. And, we'll hold and you that to is it. a service mostly we Adam Korzak and... memes. Yeah, mostly Adam Korzak. <laughs> You'll be saying those after he graduates. Korzak is God. <laughs> yeah, Korzak. I sent you a great one yesterday, and for some reason you didn't feel like posting it. That was a funny meme. It's Shame gonna happen. Us. He's gonna go to the Patriots. That's the only. That's the only player oh, that can no. get me watching the Patriots again. Is it's if good. Adam it takes Korsak Adam Korsak. The punter is what's gonna get you back in the door. Yes. Highlight reel. Human highlight reel. That dude could kick a football through a donut if he needed to. That's how good Adam Korsak is. I mean, no one's disputing his greatness, Bax. But while we're on the subject of social media, uh, Schmid, how are the Twitter polls coming tonight? Twitter polls? Oh, I completely forgot. I've got to log into that. I was talk. I was lost in my combo <laughs> with Baxter today. Poll. Been on the air for fifty minutes. You haven't sent a single. I was poll. lost. You I was lost in my Schmied. conversation oh, with Baxter. Oh, the, the sports director is about to flex his muscles here. You're going to be off a call, Schmid. <laughs> <laughs> If there are any calls, you, to take you're going to be in East Lansing for that one, Schmied. I'll take it. East Lansing sounds beautiful. <laughs> you're, you're like if I don't see a poll about Penn a co-host's State favorite alone. quesadilla or some random garbage, like within 20 minutes of the show, something's seriously wrong. Okay, well now now I hear oh, you typing. Like think. it's too late. I'm making up for it. <laughs> should, okay. This better should, be a good one. I have my should Twitter feed right be up here. sent to East Lansing as a punishment. 
That's a good punishment. Come on. Should, as long as it's not champagne. Should Sacco send Schmied? Oh, you know what? Since you you're getting sent to Champagne, I'm I'm calling it now. And I think over the weekend I texted Doug. You were with me, Sacco. I believe I texted Doug at one point saying that he was right? sent. <laughs> I believe I sent Doug that he was being sent to Champagne <laughs> for no reason. Uh, yeah. That's a that's a oh good night. God. You wanna talk about that, Sacco? How Yeah, we, I we mean, had a little get uh, together we take a break at my and house come for back a graduation for, can we just talk? party. Alright. Yes. Alright. That's can we just talk where you spin the wheel and as long as it doesn't land on Schmied, we get to talk about my graduation party. <laughs> Back on the air here, WRSU FM New Brunswick. It's our favorite segment. Can we just talk? Jake Schmid here with Chris Sakonis and Robert Baxter. You guys ready? I'm, laugh- I'm laughing again. <laughs> I thought I thought Sacco said that he would bring it in, <laughs> and then you just instantly, right after it, you just went, "Oh yeah." I didn't hear him. I didn't hear him say anything. Yeah, I think he. I think he said it into his mic, and I heard it, or at least I thought I heard it. Can we just talk? Is this is the smegment where we talk about the smegment? Whatever's on our mind. Yeah, we spin a wheel. Um, we spin it. Whoever it lands on gets to talk about whatever they want. Right now, Schmied is. 33 and a third chance of winning, which means 66 and two thirds chance of winning. We get to talk about my grad party. Good which math. Wasn't this is more of a grad get together? But 66 and two thirds chance of winning. That's right. a reference to Let's wrestling see promo, by the way. What we got now? Oh, Baxter, it got you. You I have the party. floor, my All man. All right, let's move on to the next segment. Um, <laughs> no, I I had a small coronavirus get-together, um, socially distanced at my house around a fire and watching college football and the one, the only, Billy Strings playing at Red Rocks, Jay Schmied's number one artist, Billy Strings, Um playing three sets at Red Rocks. How'd you like that, Schmid? Oh, I heard it on Spotify. It was great. I, I caught the Spotify stream, you know. <laughs> I was chilling in my pickup truck listening to it. It wasn't on it. It was Spotify. Great. It was pay-per-view. You're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Same. I'm a, I'm a 2020 guy. I'm not a... I'm not a... Uh, I'm not a... Uh, a boomer. I believe you played 2020 Vision. I That's your favorite guy. That's your favorite song by uh, Billy Strings is 2020 Vision. How'd you know? Cover of, I forget who. Who told you? Um, I, you know what? Screw my grad party. I want to tell that story. That's why Can We Just Talk is telling the story of Billy Strings and Jake Schmied and why Billy Strings is his favorite artist. I want to hear we this. We were in the car one day and we were driving story, over for a, for a wrestling match at 
the uh, Rutgers State. Athletic Center, the rack. No, Wasn't this the not Penn even State? Penn State. We were, we were driving over to the rack because we were talking about going to Penn State because this was before I saw Billy Strings in concert, which was one of the things I think I blew off a production, which never do that with WRSU, but I, I gave ample warning. I think it was like a couple hours. I was like, hey, I'm not going to be there. There was four people on the production and Troy understood. Um, and I was talking about how I was going to Billy strings later that week. Um, and <laughs> Jake Sweet was like, Oh, Billy strings. I love Billy strings. And me being the jerk I am could not take him at his word. So I had to start grilling him. So I, I said, Oh yeah. Like, um, what's your favorite song? And Jake's like, well, I guess, I guess I like most of them. And then I was like, oh, what, what genre is he? And Jake said, uh, alternative. It's like, I think we're talking to Billy Strings. And uh, because Billy Strings is a bluegrass, not really alternative, bluegrass artist who absolutely puts on amazing shows every time you see him. But that is why I always say, if I'm listening to Billy Strings, I – if I'm talking to somebody and say, like, oh, I'm listening to Billy Strings, and if it's somebody from WRSU, I always say Jake Schmidt's favorite artist, Billy Strings. Glad to know that it aged well. <laughs> yes, that was one of the funniest conversations I've had, only because I knew the moment that you said Billy, like, oh, yeah, I like Billy Strings, was you just trying to make conversation, not necessarily trying to, like... <laughs> make a statement on it you're just like oh yeah billy strings like cool like it, you were just trying to progress the conversation but i'm a mean person and i could not let that happen so i had to sabotage you um and then we did listen to billy strings on our way to uh on our way to penn state so it did come full circle you listen to billy strings and then we listened to fish on the way back Made great time, even though I hit the snow and became a pioneer part three, I guess. And we uh, hit sheets a couple times, too. Oh, yeah. we. I think, did we hit sheets three times? I think so. Oh. It had to have been three. If, if, if you are ever in sheets country, um, which means Pennsylvania, Maryland, um, and some parts of New Jersey, always stop off. Always worth the, the road trip. Um, and get the macaroni and cheese wedges. They're fried. They're good. They're absolutely amazing. That day, I must have had close to 20 macaroni and cheese wedges to the point where the next morning I woke up covered in grease. It was it was a good day. Now, what were your thoughts on cheats? You uh, know what? I never really uh, heard of it before. I never really um, – I just thought it was like – I kind of knew it was like a Wawa kind of thing once we got there, but I didn't know how good those mac and cheese wedges were until I tried those. Those were probably the best mac and cheese wedges I've ever had. It was amazing. I, uh, the way that I found out about them was I was in Pennsylvania visiting a family friend, and we stopped off for gas, and they're like, oh, like I'm going to go inside and get food. Like, What do you want? And I was like, all right, I'll if they have like sandwiches, just give me whatever. I, I'm not very picky with sandwiches. Um, any sandwich, good sandwich, in my opinion. Um, and the person was like, "No, you're gonna get macaroni and cheese wedges." It's like, but sandwich? <laughs> the, nope. 
macaroni and cheese wedges is what you're going to get. And then it, it was very much a situation of, of uh, Marge trying to talk to the Australian man at the bar. And she's going, oh, I'll just have a coffee. And he's going, beer? <laughs> no, I said coffee. Beer? Coffee. Beer. Where every single time I said I have a sandwich, they said macaroni and cheese wedges. Eventually, they're like, all right, I'll get you a sandwich. And they came out with macaroni and cheese wedges. And I'm glad that they did because they're absolutely amazing. Um, that being said, the sandwiches are pretty good too. But macaroni and cheese wedges are the best. Chris, have you ever had Jacko, what are your bed sheets? I've never had sheets, but it's, um, you, it's definitely you on my You sleep on a mattress, no sheet? That's pretty gross. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that's uh, uh -huh, that's sanitary, funny. Chris. Sacco, one of these days we we could take a road oh trip. God. I think um, I look I looked it up one time. It was thirty minutes away from New Brunswick. Is it really it that close? I'll have to. Yeah, it wasn't very. I'll have far. to take that into consideration. I wonder what town it's in. You you think it's worth making a trip just for that? Yes. Yes. Yeah, just for macaroni and cheese. Right? Yeah, I'll okay. get two I orders. Mean, I will defer so you... to Baxter on this. Yes, it is absolutely amazing. Let me see. I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've ever now. given you. Let a me see where the closest one is to me. I don't think there's any in North Jersey, like your, me, our area. The closest. Oh, I'm the looking closest up right now. One is is 42 miles away. Ooh, this is this is. And I've stopped there. It's in Easton. Um, Easton, Bethlehem, Whitehall. That's like. That's like right across the border. Yeah, it's in Troy D. Savano hey, country. So. Trey DiSavino. Um, or Troy DiSavino. <laughs> I, I don't know why That's I'm laughing at my, my favorite own jokes. It's an underappreciated hockey. Yeah, I think that that came about after Troy told me to stop messing up his name, so I called him <laughs> our overlord. Our overlord, Troy DiSavino. <laughs> I... Mike Pavloshko um, was another one. Yeah, I messed up every name. Justin like, Sandtube. Justin Sandtube. Yeah, Dustin Sandtube was a good one. <laughs> um, I think I even said uh, <laughs> our our uh, sports director, Tim Catalfamo. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. I remember that. <laughs> I didn't. I, I just – I didn't care. Like I really – there's – what punishment could I get for that? Like, oh, you're no longer going to be on Two weeks suspension. Like, that wasn't going to happen. Yeah, I, no, no, I wasn't no, no, going to no, get no, suspended no. for messing up. I, I would suspend someone for, for not posting enough polls name. during the 6 o'clock hour before I'm, I I'm catching it. up right now. I'm catching up. Yeah. I, all right, here, here's a poll question. Did you do any traveling during quarantine? Because I have an interesting traveling story. Quarantine till June or quarantine till, like, July, August? During quarantine, like, did you take any road trips anywhere? No, not out of state. And I, I know we weren't supposed to, but I did a lot of like driving while I was still in the car. Um, which I mean, it's not like I was driving outside of the car, but I would like drive somewhere in my car, maybe get out for like a second and then hop back in. So I drove to Three Mile Island, which is about two hours away from my house, and it was a nuclear disaster. Um, I had nothing better to do. I just, I put my dog in my car and I was like, all right, Arnold, 
we're going for a ride. And he just sat there happily the whole day. Um, yeah, I, I did a little bit of traveling during quarantine. Was supposed to go to Colorado too. Did did you Actually, guys do any, uh, uh, I got on a plane during quarantine. I, I flew down <laughs> Florida? to Florida during quarantine, which was shame. Oh my god, that was a life altering experience. Going backwards, bud. Going backwards, bud. I no, no, because it's funny because when we had booked the trip, it was like early June. And like cases were fine there. They were getting better here. We're like, all right, uh, we'll be careful. Like it won't be too bad. And then like as soon as we land there, the cases just skyrocket. Like they went from like 800 a day to like 10,000 during the two weeks that we were there. <laughs> you you were the cause. Did did either you or your it, I had nothing it? to do with That's it. Crazy. You see, I literally just – I, I was literally just either in my room or I went to the beach. Like that's the only thing I do when I'm in Florida. So, um, <laughs> did flying? Did you or your parents get it? Because that's a weird experience, crazy though. That I have a I have a flight coming up in February. That's pretty much it for me. I booked Where? during quarantine. I booked. I'm going uh, out to Colorado again to see my brother. Oh, nice. That's good. When do you when do you have that planned? Um, so I was supposed to go out to Winter Wondergrass again, which is the bluegrass festival in uh, Colorado. Um, but they're not sure if that's going to be going on. But I'll be out there like mid February, and worst worst case Ontario, I'll be um, I'll be skiing and steamboat. Best case is nice. I will be drinking at a bluegrass festival in the freezing cold. You think they're still going to have bluegrass festivals? Um, so, I mean, it's an outdoor festival. Oh, okay. So, I think it is a possibility, um, especially because everybody's already bundled up. It's not, it's not like you're saying, like, all right, everybody wear a mask and it's 100 degrees out. It's like, all right, everybody wear the, the ski mask or, like, the, what is it, balaclava? The, uh... The face mask they usually wear while skiing. Um, that's pretty much it. And it's in Colorado outdoors. So it isn't like, it isn't a crazy ask to ask people to wear face masks. Um, so I, I anticipate them having it. Maybe it's 75% capacity, maybe even 50% capacity, but I fully intend on uh, being there. Yeah. Also, if, if you guys, if anybody listening, all dozen of you listening. I don't know how many people are actually listening. Um, but if you're into bluegrass, they have a festival in Stratton, Vermont. That's not a call to action or anything. That's just me saying, give me a little information, support local people. Yeah, man. I have a way of getting off the rails to the point where no one else talks for a while. Have you been to other uh, Vermont places besides Strattonbacks? Um, I've been to Vermont several times. Uh, was it Stowe? Yeah, Stratton. Stowe's awesome. Yeah, yeah. I've. Oh, is this another Billy Strings? No, no. I've actually. Situation? I've actually Did, skied Stowe before in the Sugarbush Mountain in the <laughs> area. Sugarbush. So, fun fact: bringing it back to fish. 
um, fish plate sugar bush back in the day. Really? They during the summer, like they had a stage set up at the bottom of the mountain, and like thirty thousand people sat on the side of the mountain to watch fish play in sugar bush. Sugar bush is um, gorgeous. That's a fun fact for no one, um, but yeah, yeah, sugar bush is nice. I I love that whole area. It's it's such a great part of the country, and it it's um yeah I I love all of uh all of uh what is it New England like it's such a chill place. Have you ever been new up to uh, Burlington? Oh uh, yeah, I've I've driven through. I've never stopped off in Burlington. Back to fish again. They played Burlington. They are from Burlington. They love Vermont. I think most of them still live there besides Trey, and Trey lives in New York City now. Sorry. I'm I didn't sorry. even know that. Wow. Fish guy, yeah, fish guy's on one on one show, and he just wants to talk fish and bluegrass music. We already Wanna know what's coming forward? with Baxter. Do, 